Support for this podcast is provided by Cressa. Cressa is the occupier's champion, the world's premier corporate real estate advisory firm, exclusively serving startup businesses and major global organizations alike. As a Portland pillar for over 25 years, Cressa partners with its clients throughout the entire project lifecycle, from workplace strategy and discovery through the deal transaction and project management delivery of space. Cressa partners without conflict and applies integrated expertise to make your business better. Go to cressa.com Portland to connect with the Portland advisory team. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the PDX Executive Podcast. The sun is shining finally after a big storm here in PDX, so I'm fortunate for that and also looking forward to having my next guest on, David Heller, who's the co-founder of Reambi. Hey David, good to see you on Zoom. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, you bet. We we connected. Yeah, it's probably a couple of months ago, um, and I was just really interested in the the business. And one of the things that um, I've really enjoyed uh, through this pandemic is just getting to know different startups and different you know, new technology companies here locally. So I wanted to have you on, and it's a really interesting platform. So to start, we'd love if you just get a give a quick overview of uh, the company and uh, your background, the origin story of it. Sure, absolutely. And um, again, thanks for having me on, Dan. Um, so I'm David Heller, one of the, as you said, one of the co-founders of Reambi, and we uh, launched the company, my co-founder and I, and I'll talk about Paul here in a little bit, but um, we launched the company in September of 2017. So we've been, we've been going at it for, a, you know, a bit, okay, <laughs> but, yeah. but not, not, you know, uh, so we're not brand new, but also, you know, definitely still, still understanding, continuing to understand our market and, right. and adjusting, which I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about. Yep. But um, so September of 2017 was our launch and kind of the origin of how Reambi was started is um, my background is, is, B2B product management. So mm. I've, um, I've, you know, pretty much since SaaS has been a thing, I've worked in SaaS and primarily back office. So okay. procurement, accounting, uh, supporting HR. And then also with that kind of jumping back and forth between um, working for software companies as a product manager or in that type of role, mm-hmm. but also in larger organizations more as a practitioner of in the back office. I actually, when the idea came for Reambi, I was, I was in charge of procurement at, um, at Wacom. So, um, and I've worked at, I've worked at HP as well, not in a purely product manager role, but in an internal systems role. So, so kind of um, that's my background. So B2B product management, um, but also working in corporate, America mm-hmm. and 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 different size companies, um, and as part of that exposure and experience, um, I 
the the problem of how companies deal with with one-time vendors was like a kind of this constant thread yeah. uh, through through my experiences. Like how do how do we you know we have to pay somebody once? You know how does that happen from an accounting standpoint, from a procurement standpoint, whatever? And even drilling down more narrowly. Um, kind of contractors were part of that with how do we reimburse contractors, mm. uh, which, you know, we might be paying the contractors more than once, but maybe we just need them to travel one time for us. Mm. How does, how does that reimbursement get processed? Um, you know, how do we make sure that they're you know following the policies that our employees have to follow? Um, and so the gears started turning on, on that idea and, that led into some customer development conversations with people. And as part of those, what came up more often on challenges with reimbursements for, for non-employees was, was reimbursing job candidates. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and so, so that's why we kind of focused on, on that problem first. And uh, as I'm Move, talking about this, I realize I haven't even said what Rambi does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. I mean, I think we're you're alluding to it, so yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah. go for it. So, uh, so what Rambi does, and kind of I've, I've led up to this is, um, so we built a soft. Paul and I built a software platform that is specifically for non-employee reimbursements. Um, that was the outcome of that that journey, that path to under to identifying this problem. Is we're gonna we're going to build something specifically for non-employee reimbursements. Okay. And um, so that is, that's kind of how Rambi got started. And, you know, we can get into how I started working with Paul or, you know, whatever, wherever this takes us, but that's, that's kind of leads us up to the, the launch of Rambi. Yeah. And that's great. And I think initially too, when we talked a couple months ago was maybe the initial use case was specifically around candidates, you know, mm-hmm. reimbursing them if they had to travel to something. And we'll just jump into it. Is the world kind of shut down for that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you quickly realize there's a greater opportunity for this um, platform for for other things, and even in a virtual world. So, uh, we'd love for you just to talk about how that transition hit you, and kind of what you and your co-founder did for for yeah. the, the 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 market, I guess, of of Reambi. Yeah, I can. Um, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of layers and and what was happening um, as we all started understanding what was happening with the pandemic, the impact it was going to have on on, on businesses. Um, you know, it's it's impacted everybody. Yeah. Um, and specific industries have have been nearly wiped out by the pandemic. And I think yeah. you know it, it's um, it's if you're not in it. It, it's, you know, you may not like take that step back to think about these yeah. like industries that just, you know, are not functioning right now. So, um, but kind of the, the timeline, it, I think it's, there's a few different interesting components of, of how we adjusted and continue to adjust. Um, one is we were, we were in the process of, of raising a seed round. And okay. um, so we had kicked that off at the end of, tw- towards the end of 2019. And with the with the goal of of having closed our seed round um, uh, in the March April timeframe, <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, so things were things were going really well. We had a, a really good story to tell. Um, we had we had brought on 
some really, really good logos, uh, customers mm -hmm. onto the platform with a very small team. Um, you know, we were, we were dealing with, with, you know, some very large enterprises, um, you know, have worked through and, and, and signed them to, um, company-wide contracts and we're really, you know, solving a needed problem or solving a problem that, that needed to be solved. Yeah. And, um, so, so we had to, so we were raising our seed round um, that as, as we were kind of getting towards the end of that, we were actually in due diligence with, with investors that were, you know, had bought into the story, had done everything. And for various reasons, as, as the due diligence was, was going on, uh, not having, not necessarily having to do with what Riembi was doing, but what was happening with the world, we had to adjust as people backed away from that, we had to downsize our expectations of what was going to happen with that. So, so even on the, like the, the funding of the business and our trajectory very early, we had to make adjustments before just based off of the uncertainty that was happening in, in March and April. And uh, sorry, to, I'm going to jump in here, David, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I think that's really, really something to emphasize is, um, and we'll get into how you, your background with product development really mm -hmm. helped this, but how was that moment you and your co-founder? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, I would say me personally, my personality would be kind of an OS moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was it for you? I mean, I, I think when yeah. you dig in or what, when you just think back, we can all think back to March yep. and April and it was yeah. so much uncertainty, Yeah, so much uncertainty. So yeah. How was yeah. it for you? Well, I'll tell you. So, we have this dashboard in Riembi that's an internal dashboard. And so it shows transaction counts by week. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, uh, so you can see like, you know, from 2017 where, you know, there's barely a blip on the screen up to 2019. I mean, it, it's the hockey stick, right? Yeah. Like it is what, what you, you expect. Yeah. That's what you want. It's the hockey stick from a transaction and a stickiness and no churn whatsoever. Um, so it's the hockey stick and, and we're expect like in the holidays. So, you know, I'd say like there was a dip in the holidays cause people just weren't don't try. And we had experienced sure. that in 2018, 2019. So, so we were expecting a, you know, a bit of a dip there. That's fine. And then it was start goes back up in January and February back to, you know, like here comes the hockey stick and um, then March hit and it's just a cliff. Mm -hmm. I mean, like nobody is traveling there. Yeah. There's, you know, there's some, some late expense reports coming in and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it just stops. Yeah. And, you know, um, that was, uh, it was brutal. I mean, I like for the team, I mean, because at that point, I mean, we had hired, <laughs> we had hired two salespeople at the end of 2019. Okay. We had an operations manager that was, was, I mean, her job was, you know, just onboarding new customers and, and, and dealing with, you know, just the, you know, support and things like that, that were coming from this growth. And all of a sudden it's like nothing, like, yeah. you know, like the, the sales pipeline just, just stopped um, transactions stopped. Um, like, I mean, it's, it's, it was, it was really hard, uh, for the team. I think for me personally, um, and I think this is how I try to, I think his, I don't try to approach it this way, but like the way it, ha it tends to happen just, uh, naturally is like, there's this brief moment of panic, like, yeah. like, 
you know, like this is just the worst thing ever. And um, I can actually, re- I was at home, you know, I, I can't, cause in Oregon and, and early, like we, we pretty locked down pretty yeah. tight at, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I can't remember the exact, but you know, I was at home and I, I just had to go downstairs, you know, like I just had to get away <laughs> from everybody. And cause I just, I, I knew, I mean, no, I don't, I, I assume some epidemiologists and stuff like that knew how bad it was going to be. But I think for the most, most of us, you know, it was like, okay, it's going to last a few weeks, totally. you know, like, yeah, like, you know, how, this yeah. is, you know, it's like, oh, it's actually, you know, I got to get a couple of weeks of downtime here. You know, we're going <laughs> to, yeah. we're going to push out some features, but I think just like seeing the transaction count, I, I knew what was happening with our fundraising. You know, it was just, it all just, piled on there. Um, and so, so there, I, I don't think it was panic, but it was just extreme frustration, you know, yeah. and it's like out of, out of, out of your control too. Like you, like, I can't make the transaction start again. Right. Well, what's great about that entrepreneur mindset, I think you quickly, and maybe we can dig into your product background because I think you really took steps back and maybe with some advisors that we mutually know is looked at the business and say, you know, what's the feedback? What's the use case? Let's, mm-hmm. let's, um, you really take that to heart and realize mm-hmm. there's actually a, your TAM, your market is actually a lot bigger than I was thinking. So this could be like a really silver lining, right? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, it, you know, at first we were, um, we thought, well, you know, this will, the recruiting teams that we generally worked with this, they'll have some downtime and they'll be able to look at products like ReMB and, uh-huh. and, you know, so, so I think we spent a, you know, couple months probably thinking that was what we would do. We would just okay. like, let's just stay on it. Let's, you know, there's going to be this, this period where nobody's doing anything, but then they're going to move into this, like, let's just be prepared for when things open back up. Mm. Um, but that just never came. It yeah. just, you know, I think, uh, the, the companies, the customers I talked to, um, you know, were, were making this shift. There was more and more of a shift to remote work is, is probably going to become more of the standard. Yep. Um, you know, we're, we're probably going to have less people coming in for interviews. Um, and, and they weren't sure. And I think people still aren't sure. <laughs> like there's, mm-hmm. there's no definitive answer on this, but um, so we realized like this waiting for people to come to our current product <laughs> was just not the right approach. Like sure. we, it wasn't, we, we were going to run out of runway, you know, like it was just, it, it wasn't the right answer. And so it was actually, and, and this is like listening to your customers is, is uh, uh, hardly ever wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, one of our customers started uh, uh, reimbursing people for uh, for meals on a remote interview. Mm-hmm. So they're like, even though it's a remote interview, we still want to buy you lunch. I mean, yeah. you know, if we had brought you into the office, we would have bought you lunch. We would, you know, all of this stuff. And so we're like, we thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, that 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 was happening. Um, so we did some things in the product to support them. Uh, just some little tweaks. And then we shared that with our, with our customer base. And we saw some other things that were happening 
in Reambi that allowed remote, team, like you had intern cohorts that mm. were, they were doing team building events and everyone was remote yeah. and they were using Reambi to reimburse those people Very for, cool. you know, like apps they would buy or um, meal kits or things like that, that they were, that these intern cohorts were were purchasing on their own and then they would be quickly reimbursed um, through Reambi. So it, mm. it just worked really well. So, so we started doing that. And then um, I had this idea that I was going to, uh, I was kind of eat our own dog food of, as part of my, I, I was going to offer to buy lunch for recruiting people as part of a demo of Reambi. Cool. I was like, okay, yeah. hey, I'm going to, I'm going to buy you lunch so that you can see how cool it is to be reimbursed, you know, almost instantly through Venmo or PayPal uh, via Reambi. And it like, and then it's like five minutes after that, I was like, why wouldn't any salesperson do that? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. like now, now you've got, you know, you've got people that used to meet up for coffee for lunch or used or uh, meet up for coffee or lunch as part of the sales process. Or, you know, you, you would go on site and you'd visit a customer and you'd take them out for lunch or something mm -hmm. like that. You just can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and who knows when you'll be able to do it with any frequency. So, so that was when we're like, Hey, let's, let's, let's position Reambi as, as, you know, let's expand our, 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 our scope into sales and marketing and, and position and, and, and let people know that Reambi um, can be used as an effective sales and marketing tool. I love that. And it's almost, I mean, once you had that happen, it's probably almost like we could even, there's almost so much we can do. So how much do we mm -hmm. rein it in a little bit too, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so you're, you're on that path now. Um, where's the business at as far as maybe the positioning? And uh, again, um, I just really love the way you, you really take that customer feedback in and you're really intentional about the things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. it's almost like you got to speed up to slow down a little bit. So, yeah. And that, um, I think that, that, um, I don't want to call it a pivot. It's an expansion because we still love our, our yeah. recruiting, you know, uh, but it's, it's just in, increasing the um, viewpoint of the non-employee reimbursements. Um, uh, so we're, I think what we're doing right now primarily is there were some things that we wanted to do in the product to, to make it more, uh, le remove the friction even mm. more. Like we mm. had a very easy process before, but like in the, in the model of you're reimbursing somebody $700 for a, a trip out yeah. somewhere to be interviewed versus you're reimbursing somebody $18 for lunch. Yeah. Like you need, you really need to reduce the friction for that $18 reimbursement. People yeah. will jump through a couple hoops to get $700 back. Right. Probably not going to jump through much to get $18 mm. back. So, um, so we, there were some things we, we wanted to do in the application to make that as easy as possible. Um, we also, on the customer development side, because as a product manager by trade, um, I, I really believe in, you know, talking to as many people as possible to really understand what the problem is and, and who your, who your demographic is like, yeah. like this process does not work for every single salesperson in the entire world or every mm -hmm. single marketer or every single customer success person. Um, because there's just different, uh, they're selling to different people. Yeah. And so what we, so what I've been spending time on uh, more recently is, is talking to 
people in different industries of different company sizes so that we can make sure that our messaging is correct and we're targeting uh, the right people. And what's some of the feedback you've gotten that you can share? Yeah, so I think um, the where we haven't so far, like the, the signal has not been strong in really uh, large, uh, I would say, you know, top tier high priced enterprise contracts. If, if, you're, if you're selling somebody a $2 million a year annual contract, reimbursing somebody $15 for lunch is not going to move the needle. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah, like, good, good like, like, you know, and, and, you know, you're, you're, you're generally dealing with the C-suite um, mm. where, you know, just, you know, reimbursing somebody for $15 is, is not the, the, the best not use a priority. of priority. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, where it is, uh, getting more traction is, um, in the, I would say in the partner ecosystem, like where mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're dealing with partners where, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're, they're resellers, uh, you're trying to get them on your platform. Um, you know, they might be, um, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it is not the, the large annual contracts. It's you're trying to build awareness. You're trying to get somebody to attend a demo. You're trying to get somebody to read a white paper, you know, those yeah. type of things yeah. where it's like, Hey, I just need 15 minutes, you know, for 15 minutes of your time, you know, like I'll buy that coffee and, 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 and donut <laughs> that while you're, right. while you're, you're going through that. So I think it, it is going more in that direction um, where somebody it's the people that in the past would have said, hey, I'll give you this $20 gift card or this $50 gift card to do something um, where there, that felt rather impersonal and yeah. did not really, you know, was not memorable in any way. Um, that like competing against the issuance of a gift card mm-hmm. is is where things are, things are moving. And, uh, well, the timing of that, and this is, I don't know much about that world, but I know that world has just, um, I wouldn't call it like this underground world of B2B sales, but yeah. it's, it is getting larger. And just even you look at, if you look at LinkedIn and stuff, the explosion of just like the SDR, the sales development yes, representative, exactly. and the customer success, yeah. the rise of that whole um, career track, I could yeah. see really timing well with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I think it is those people that are earlier in the um, sales funnel mm-hmm. that, you know, they're, they're trying to get that initial lead on a call. They're yeah. trying to just get, you know, earlier in the sales funnel is, is where, you know, something like Reambi makes sense. And, and this has been, you know, specific quotes that have come up on these are, it just helps Reambi helps cut through the noise. It's Love because it. it is different. You know, it is like, Hey, I'm going to give you a $20 gift card to Starbucks. You know, like you're, you might get, you know, 10 of those offers a month or something like that. But, you know, when you say, hey, you know, you want to go to your local sandwich shop, uh, I'll buy you lunch, you yeah. know, uh, that, like that. It just stands out. And I think that being able to stand out being, uh, you know, and maybe it's tied to, hey, once we're on that call, like, you know, that's when then then I'll buy you lunch and then the show up rate increases and then mm. things like that. So, mm-hmm. um those are the kind of the metrics and the thoughts that are coming out of these, these customer development interviews and, and, and where we're seeing early traction with the product. Yeah, that's great, David. That's really, thanks for sharing that. So there's a couple of things I want to touch on before we kind of, you know, end our conversation. I think one is that your co-founder relationship. I, if I remember correctly, and I might be totally off your co-founders in a different country. 
Is that right? Or yes. Where? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so talk about Paul's, this work. In, Paul's in Poland. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, talk about how that just working relationship has been as a, yeah. uh, you know, co-founder. Yeah. Um, so uh, Paul and I initially met, we did not know each other before VMB. So I was, uh, I was building the, the first prototype of VMB. I, okay. I mean, I write a little bit of code, but I'm not a professional engineer. Um, and I just, I was asked if I couldn't solve a problem on, you know, uh, on my own, I, there was a Python developer Slack and, mm. and Paul was on there and he answered a couple of questions and, and he, then he kind of was like, what are you working on? And, and it just went from there. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, so we started working together uh, very, and the first year of Reambi was completely a nights and weekends project, okay. uh, but both of us were doing contract work on the side. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so, so it started off for that. And then, you know, then it eventually became more formal than that. We both went full-time on Rambi, of course. And, yeah. um, the, the remote thing, I, I, I think I've been fortunate. I had a lot of experience, like my time at HP, I was, I was, and at, at Wacom and some of the contract work, I was used to working remotely. I was used to working across time zones. Um, you know, asynchronous work over slack works really well for paul and mm -hmm. i um okay. so i think um both of us like to be able to focus on a problem you know neither one of us like sitting in multiple meetings you yeah. know back to back yeah. to back so um so i think that our work style is uh works very well together um and then we've as we've been hiring uh, people or people that we've brought on, um, you know, that's something we, we look for is like, you know, this is how Reambi works. We don't have a lot of meetings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't, you know, we're not always on the same time zone. Um, you need to be able to write well because, you know, you're posting things in Slack or you're writing up a requirement. So writing skills are important. Um, and those are the things that, that have, have allowed, uh, Paul and I to work uh, well together in the team. Um, I will. Add, I, I did go to Poland, uh, and luckily, <laughs> at, uh, mm -hmm. in, in the fall of 2019. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it was Paul and I did meet up and had a, a really good week of working together in person. But that was the first time we met in person. Huh. Um, you yeah. know, and so uh, uh, that that remote work has has been uh, has been good for us, and and. Um, some people are surprised by it, but but for us, it just feels really it feels really natural. Yeah, well, it's not surprising anymore because that's just becoming yeah. the norm. We all hear <laughs> yeah, about yeah. you know, you're, I'm sure you've hired people, or it's like you've never met in person. The and you so you yeah. intentionally think about this onboarding process and the, yeah. how that's going to work. So I, I think that's great. And you know, the last question, I, and this is a question I you know I ask everybody is, you know, how's Portland been for you working here? Yeah. And then what are your thoughts on just continuing to stay here to grow the company and in re regards to the growth of Portland uh, business-wise and just where we're at? Yeah, I think that uh, is something I, I've spent, especially I'd, I'd say these last six months, thinking about quite a bit. Um, but so we, my wife and, and daughter and I, we, we moved to Portland. I think we're in our seventh year now in Portland, going on eight. Okay. And um, we moved here from Houston, but I've lived in a lot of places. Um, and I love living in Portland. Uh, and I think coming in, I think one of the things I was impressed, like, I think having most people, a lot of people close in the density really helps, uh, you know, for a smaller city, you do have a lot of talent that, mm. that is 
you know, densely populated, right. um, not, and it is pre pandemic. It was easier for people to meet up. Like I was coming from Houston, you know, uh, exponentially larger city, but so much more spread out. It was, it was, you'd go to meetups, you know, and there'd be 10 people there. Mm. I remember I went to the first, like a tech crawl. I had been in Portland for four days, I think. And I went okay. to this tech crawl and I just could not believe how many people were there. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, just the amount of people that were gathering um, and the energy around that. And a very, also a very startup friendly culture. I think that um, uh, jumped out at me really early uh, being here. And it's something I, I kind of expected. We, we had done scouting trips up here and kind of yeah. you know, knew a bit, but um, I was hoping for that. And it, it, I'd say for the most part, it did pay off. Um, and so, so those were all very positive things. Um, there are areas where Portland needs to work at. Um, I think yeah. some, I, I would say, um, I think especially like, okay, I, I've worked at big companies, so I, I, I totally understand, you know, the, the difficulty of, of uh, you know, sometimes operating in a big company. I would like to see the larger enterprises, the larger companies uh, in Portland and the surrounding areas um, support smaller businesses in the mm. area more um I th you know having try I, I think it only helps the area like mm -hmm. it, it it builds up talent it it you know it, just the whole ecosystem in in the portland area benefit from mm -hmm. that engagement of, mm -hmm. of of larger companies working with smaller companies yeah um, i think yeah. that that's one area that i think we could do better here mm -hmm. um I think also uh, just in general, larger companies should figure out ways to work with smaller companies and that's right. having seen it. So I don't know if that's specific to Portland, but it was something I would, I, you know, given the culture in Portland, you know, of, of yeah. you know, creative and scrappy and everything. I, I was hoping that, you know, larger enterprises here would be more startup friendly, but I, I haven't seen that really. Well, it's good insight. And I think you know, this is just my two cents on it. And, um, it seems because there are so few big companies here, it's almost like they're just such outliers. They're like closed mm -hmm. guard, you know, walled gar gardens a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That feels like it. Um, that's not necessarily maybe true, but that's just, I think, um, you know, some of my thoughts on it a little bit. Um, but that, that might be, that might be, cause you know, Houston is obviously, I think, it's bigger. It's sprawled out more, but there are a lot mm -hmm. more divisions of bigger companies too. So, but for sure we can work on that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's one area. I think, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens, um, you know, with, with the pandemic and, and once we, you know, come out of it, you know, hopefully as we, we get through 2021, um, it's going to be interesting to see if that that density and gathering the the things that make Portland awesome, uh -huh. how quickly that can come back. Mm. Um, because, you know, I, I I think one of the reasons I feel Portland and Oregon in general has been able to weather the pandemic better than other states and other areas, not that we've been perfect in any ways, is there are, you know, I think people, you don't live here if you're like, 
chasing sunshine all the time and you know you know and and <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. like being inside i think has it you know maybe more likely that you're okay with that but there is a strong desire i think even even introverted people want to meet other people like it, yes. i think it's a it's it's a lack of understanding to think that introverts are are not you know not social right. you know like i think those meetups and that energy that comes from like you know, uh, getting out needs to come back to Portland as, mm-hmm. as quickly as we can safely do it. And, yeah. you know, all, all respect to those people that have been organizing those meetups in the past. And, yeah. and, you know, I just hope that the city and, and the area uh, support that and, mm-hmm. and, and get back to that quickly because it, it really was part, I think of the DNA that, that makes Portland special um mm. for 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 companies and businesses it's that it's that ease of networking yeah. it's that ease of conversation um that that comes back so i think we're all going to have to break out of our 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 either mandated or self-induced bubbles <laughs> and yeah. and uh and, and get back out there um you know as quickly as as we safely can that's uh, that's that's a great place to end because i'm 100 percent confident knowing you know some of these people in the community uh that organize those and do that, that it is going to, it's going to come roaring back. It might be, uh, yeah. you know, not just totally open the floodgate. It might be like, let's yeah. open it a quarter of the way first. But, um, I, I think what makes Portland special in that regard is, is going to continue and get stronger. So, well, David, thanks so much for hopping on and it's Riembi, which is R E I M B I dot. Is it com.io or dot com dot com reambi.com. Great. Um, well, just, uh, thanks for looking forward to staying connected. I really appreciate, um, you hopping on this and I'm excited to follow along as you grow. All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate this time. Thank you. The PDX executive podcast is a production of that cast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well. 